Welcome. Thank you for joining me on the Fight with Depression podcast. I was going to do a different topic, but uh, I've changed that because of recent events, recent events in the news, uh, events in my personal life. So I'm changing what I'm going to talk about. I'll put that on hold for next time. So I want to talk about what I'm going to call the mental health crisis right now. Um, And then I'm going to kind of transition, almost going to sound like I derail or, or go down a rabbit hole, but, um, I, hopefully it will tie in or you guys can see how I'm going to tie it all in together. This is going to be a little different than my typical, uh, why, what, and how, um, method. And I want to look, I want to start by looking at the examples of what I'm talking about before I really get into what I'm talking about. So take a look at just for instance, social media posts. So take a look at what posts get liked and what posts get ignored. What I'm specifically talking about is anything to do with mental health or in reality, religion. Those posts get ignored. People are afraid to quote unquote, like those or click the like button or share them. And my question is why, why are people afraid to do that? And I'm going to be just straightforward here. Um, this really all came from the news. I don't know if how many people have heard, but there was a, another celebrity who took his own life. And we constantly see this, we see this over and over again. And we feel okay with these general statements that, you know, our hearts and thoughts go out to the family and we see those and, and we're okay, you know, sharing or liking those. But then as soon as anything starts to get deeper, we start to get into the, the actual cause or, you know, the, like I said, the, the mental health portion of this, we, we shy away. But why is that? And my wife will be the first to point out that uh, I'm very analytical, maybe overly analytical. So I think about these things. I sit there and, you know, more or less dwell on them. Why, Why does this happen? And I've realized that we have a fear of being labeled. We say, if I like that post, if I click the like button, if I share it, I may be lumped in with the people with mental illness. I don't want to be labeled as having a mental illness. We start looking at the worst version of what we view as mentally ill, and we fear that we're going to be lumped together with them. We, We fear that maybe if I'm lumped in with that group, that I'm going to be seen as mentally ill. Or we're afraid of being seen as weak. We say, if I can't deal with things on my own, I'm weak. And if people see that I struggle, they're going to think that I'm weak. I have seen a lot in my life. And I'm going to tell you honestly, the strongest people I have met are those who openly speak about their faults. People who don't hide behind that happy face who don't hide behind their outward appearance. 
people who don't hide behind a tough demeanor. And to be honest, I have been hiding my entire life behind a, you know, a happy face, a, like I said, that tough demeanor. But I'm getting so tired of seeing the same thing over and over while people are too afraid to speak about it. And if you've been following anything I've been doing lately, uh, if you've been listening to the podcasts, getting on my website, you'll know that I've started a peer support team on our fire department. I wrote a book about my struggles and I've been very open about my difficulty with mental illness. And in doing so, I have had numerous people coming to me and they are willing to open up about their own struggles. And it's people I never would have thought who struggled with depression themselves and how long a lifetime of depression or current struggles that they're dealing with, people will open up to me. But I shouldn't be the only person people feel comfortable coming to. Yet for some reason, people still keep it a secret. They come to me and and tell me about their struggles and everything they've dealt with, but it's still a secret. And I do it too. I I talk about this on the podcast or I write about it, but I'm still afraid to to speak with somebody about it, even my friends. It's almost like this uh, unspoken understanding that it's just this hidden thing, but why, why are we so afraid to talk about it? Are we afraid of being judged by the other person? Our real friends aren't going to judge us for our faults. Is it that we don't know how to respond? We don't know how to respond to somebody who tells us their struggles. And if somebody does listen to our struggles, if we tell them about it, we don't know how to respond back if they start sharing, showing empathy toward us or anything. It's, it's uncomfortable for us. It's not, it's not normal. It's not natural in our brains to, to speak with somebody about our faults, about our struggles. And are we just trying to avoid that awkwardness between us and somebody else, between us and our friends? It's difficult for us to interact with each other face to face. We'd rather have the comfort of hiding in order to respond in a text or leave a general response on social media. We find comfort in our devices. We find comfort hiding behind a computer screen. And, and I say this because I'm, I'm doing the exact same thing right now. I'm not speaking to somebody face to face. I'm speaking in general, but we need to stop doing this. We need to stop being afraid. We need to stop avoiding the discomfort of speaking with each other face to face and, and getting over that uncomfortable feeling of interacting with people. We don't know how to respond to people, so we just avoid it and we need to, to stop avoiding it. And this is where I said I'm going to kind of derail this awkward transition. But 
just kind of talking about not knowing how to respond to people, I really need to address something that's been bothering me for quite some time. And this is the general blanket statements that we say to try and comfort somebody, to try and make them feel better without actually reaching out or showing any empathy or anything. And what I'm talking about is these these statements where we say, well, everything happens for a reason or everything happens according to God's will. And we just throw these blanket statements out there to try and make people feel better, but we're not making people feel better by saying those things. Um, we're really just making ourselves feel better that, well, I, I told this person this thing, or I, you know, I comforted, comforted that person, but we don't really think about what we're saying. We tell people that, well, everything happens for a reason when something bad happens to them because we don't know how else to respond. We're trying to comfort ourselves by saying that because we really have no answer. But what is that person thinking when we say that everything happens for a reason? You try telling somebody who's lost a child that everything happens for a reason. Try telling somebody whose father committed suicide that that happened for a reason. Because they're going to say, what's the reason for that? We, we leave a blanket statement that everything happens according to God's will. But then we leave that person thinking, why would God want this to happen? Why, did, why would God want me to lose my child? Why would God want this person to commit suicide? You tell a, a mother to be who's had a miscarriage that everything happens for a reason, that everything happens according to God's will. So then she's left wondering, what's the reason for this? Why would God want me to lose this child? And we have to understand what we're saying. And I wrote on a different blog that I have, I put a post up entitled Will Versus Desire, and I speak about this. And we have to actually understand what we are saying. Does everything happen according to God's will? Everything happen for a reason. So what's the reason that somebody would have a miscarriage? That's, there's no reason behind it. God did not desire that to happen. And one of the pastors at our church, I was listening, uh, I was not able to attend that service that morning, and I was catching up online and listening to it, and he speaks about his wife having a, a miscarriage. And he's talking about how that's it's not God's desire for that to happen. He did not want that to happen. But because it happened, now they have the son that they have. It does not make it any easier. It does not make that God's desire for that to happen. But that's the difference between desire and will. It make it makes God sad for those things to happen. I believe that with every bit of my heart. He does not want those things to happen. But it is his will that if 
evil things happen, he can make good come from it. We look at a celebrity committing suicide who has left a wife and three children, and we're left saying, well, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens according to God's will. Why would God desire for that man to leave his family without them, wondering why he would do this? Why did this happen? That is not God's desire for those things to happen. Those are evil, and God does not desire evil. It is his will, however, that something good can come of it. What will come from these things? What will come from evil? It is God's will that when evil happens, good will come from it. These blanket statements that we see, or that we say, also leave that interpretation that I therefore then must be being punished for something I did wrong. And people believe this, that if something bad happens to them, it's God's punishment on them for doing something wrong. And that is, that is simply not true. We use false theology and false doctrine to comfort our lack of understanding. We have to know that it is not God's desire for these evil things to happen, but it is his will that something good will come of it. And we look at horrific events and we say, well, what good can come from this? And I'm going to turn this back on all of us and say, well, what good are we going to bring from it? We can either keep pointing at these awful things, saying that everything is, is awful, this, this world is awful, and, and people are, are horrible to each other. Or we can turn and we can say, how can we use this for good? I did not desire for somebody to commit suicide, leaving their family behind. But it is because of that that I am putting out this podcast episode. So it, it is not my desire, it is not God's desire that that happened, but it is his will that because it did happen that I'm putting this out there. So what are you going to do with it is the question. What am I going to do with it? We can either keep saying that everything bad is happening or we can ignore it. We can avoid sharing on social media or talking to people about it. We can keep going on avoiding these uncomfortable situations. We can continue going on avoiding speaking to somebody saying, hey, I listened to this great podcast episode that I think you may enjoy. I read this great book or I saw this this video or this social media post or I saw this 
article or something, but we see them and we enjoy them and we think, oh, this would be good for this person. But then we're afraid to actually speak to them about it. We're afraid to, to, for that level of discomfort, that awkwardness, that, hey, I would like for you to, to read this, or I'd like for you to watch this or listen to it, because we don't want that awkwardness, and we have to get over it. We have to get over ourselves. It is not comfortable for me to speak about my faults, but I'm doing it because I believe that it is God's will that he can use our faults, our issues. He can use my mental illness to comfort somebody. It is not his desire that I struggle every day with depression. It is his will, however, that I can use it to comfort somebody else who is struggling, to comfort somebody else who may want to give up on life. We can use these things, and we can watch in the news as another celebrity commits suicide and use that for good. It is an awful, evil thing, but what good can come of it? And we have to take this on ourselves. We cannot keep avoiding it and ignoring the discomfort, and we have to actually do something about it. We have to stop telling people that everything happens for a reason and leaving, leaving it at that. We have to stop telling people that everything happens according to God's will and leave it at that because that leaves them more confused and more hurt. We have to tell people that it was not God's desire that evil happened. There's no reason that evil happened, but we can make something good come of it. So let's get over ourselves. Let's get over our uncomfortable feeling of awkwardness and reach out to somebody who needs it before we see more of these suicides happening because there is something that we can do about it. And if you are the person who struggles, if if you are suffering from a mental illness, from depression, from from whatever it is, know that there is hope. There is always somebody you can reach out to. Reach out to a friend, reach out to family, reach out to your doctor somebody there is always help and there is always hope and honestly i don't i don't know how to finish this i don't know what else to say beyond what i've already said so let's go out and be part of a positive change so until next time god bless